All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are here with Corey E. Carter, and he is here to show us. He says he's going to show us how to build traffic or get traffic and sales and visibility in the marketplace. Is that correct, Corey? That is correct. All right, all right. We're going to do it right now in this latest episode of the Authority Builders Project. The Authority Project, sorry. Here we go. <laughs> All right, forgive that little faux pas. It happens. We're live. We're live. Yeah. It's, okay. it's okay. All right. Not so, okay. perfect, right? <laughs> yes, never, never perfect. Always <laughs> imperfect. Okay, that's what I get. It's not a lesson right there for everybody. Just real, really quick. Never yes. has to be perfect. Um, you just have to be who you are. So, all right, here we are at the Authority Project, where we help creators build their authority so they can sell what they're great at. And we have Corey Carter, um, Corey e. Carter, or just Corey Carter. How are you? What means? So Corey is here. Corey is here yeah. to help us with a very essential part of everything, which is traffic and sales. And he does it with the with the the assistance or the the, the catalyst of JV partnerships. Corey, can you just tell us real quick who you are personally and then professionally? Yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, Brian, thanks so much for having me today. Uh, super stoked to be here. Um, I love meeting great people online and now with videos and going live and all this stuff, right? We get to meet so many more people face to face, even though we're just on computers. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, so a little bit about me personally. I actually spent 25 years in the restaurant industry, growing the ranks uh, okay. from busboy to cook to um, a director of ops of a national chain traveling the, the country. And with that, I always found myself missing my, a lot of stuff at home. I always found myself missing uh, you know, my, my son's soccer game or baseball game or any of that stuff. Uh, my wife having to do certain holidays by herself. And, and, and so I, I, I finally, I had to make a change. Uh, I took a giant pay cut from this one nice job that I loved to come home and uh, and be, it was still in a restaurant at that point, but to, to be home, no more traveling. Um, and at the end of the day, I was afraid of this money, this pay cut, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because then I, I met my now business partner, um, uh, Ron Cool, and we actually uh, built, and we do a podcast together, Hindsight Hacking, but we've we do. We have our media uh, agency. We have our our program that we're going to talk about with uh, increasing your visibility, sales, or traffic and sales, and uh, and yeah, and it all started because I stopped. I took that leap, and the money wasn't anything. Like I, I barely noticed it, even though it was a substantial uh, decrease. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I have two kids, a loving wife, great family. Um, I love being around them, and everything I do now allows me the opportunity to work from home and be with the family. Uh, so, and when I talk about my why, when I think about my why, it's, it's all of them. Um, and, you know, so through the restaurants, my favorite part about that job was coaching and developing people, helping people reach heights that they never knew they could reach. And that actually is what started my business partner and I and us building our programs that we've got. So um, yeah, professionally, 
hindsight hacking, like we kind of based everything around that. Like our goal when we built that podcast was to learn from as many people as we possibly could. We used it as our own, like, hey, I'm going to get free coaching from Brian because he's going to come on our show <laughs> and teach us stuff, right? And yeah. so we kind of used that uh, to, to get a lot of insights and it helped us build our Now My Dream 22 program. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, professionally, you know, I love everything about what we do because at the end of the day, our goal is to help people like myself, help people like yourself and everybody in between that has some kind of offer, that has some kind of product, has some kind of service, get that in front of more people. And uh, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier with, with what we're doing. So. So I'm going to go back. Cause I, I, I just want to just, just for my audience, I want you to go back real quick to that time when you said, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go, I want to do this. Was that a scary part? Was that a scary decision? I want, I want people to know where you were at at that level as far as yourself and saying this to your family and so forth. What, what was that like? Yeah. Uh, two, I made two scary choices. Number one, I, I took that big pay cut to do take a, a lower paying job in, uh, the, in Denver, Colorado, where I live. Right. And so that was scary enough wondering, oh, I mean, we made decent money. We live comfortably, but I was worried about the, missing that money, right? And then, and then, sure enough, like I didn't even miss it. I mean, it was it, it, like everything just worked out just fine, and I met my business partner, right? So that that fear turned into that to the new a new business partner, right? And then yeah, you're right. The next step was leaving this restaurant industry to do something that I was passionate about. Yeah. Um, you know, like that couldn't have been you know scarier at all because. <laughs> leaving any kind of job, right? Like honestly, comfort is probably the biggest hindrance of anybody mm. because if you're comfortable, then it's scary to leave it. Right. And then so many people, they don't work hard enough to leave what they hate or don't like. Right. And yeah. and they stick with it or they're too comfortable and they're just like, I just can't do it. Right. So they never get to do what they're passionate about. And then it's always this work. It's always this yeah. Job, right. Yeah. And even if you have something of your own, if you're not passionate about it, it's still a job. It's still work. But that fear piece um, at the end of the day, money can be made. Right. Yeah. Like if, you're, if it's fear about leaving a job at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, you can go get another job. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing I had to tell myself. And, and I'm fortunate enough. My wife has a, a, a great job, too. So it's not like we we're going to starve if I wasn't working. Right. Um, I, I didn't have that complete bottom rock that some people might have if they're leaving something. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about at the end of the day, the worst thing that happens is I have to go get another job because it doesn't, doesn't work out. So why not make this jump now, be around for my family and yeah. make something work. And, uh, I haven't looked back since. Awesome. So tell us a little more about hindsight hacking if you could. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so last, we talked about imperfect actions. This is a funny story. Uh, <laughs> last November, uh, around Thanksgiving, uh, my partner and I, Ron Cole, we decided we're going to do a podcast. And then we decided we're launching January 1st of 2020. And hindsight is 2020, right? Like everybody wishes they had the perfect hindsight. And so we kind of based our whole uh, thing around around the hindsight. And so we're our whole thing is we're hacking others uh, hindsight to give you clearer foresight. Like that's, that's our whole goal. And, um, and so we bring on different guests 
from all walks of life, from from the entrepreneurship world, and uh, and yeah, definitely. It we went through November or December not knowing anything about uh, a podcast and how to execute one, how to build it, uh, and then over the course of that uh, thirty days, each day we're plugging along, plugging along, and <laughs> imperfectly we launched on January first, twenty twenty. We hit uh, you know top thirty in the U.S. Uh, entrepreneurship. We hit number three in in Singapore for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we definitely we stayed on the charts in Canada for a long, long time, um, just because we followed a process that we knew worked, and we executed little by little, totally imperfect. Uh, we've changed our buffer, our music, our, our intro like four times since <laughs> January because it wasn't perfect, and we feel like we're getting better and better and better. And uh, I feel like the audience uh, enjoys what they're hearing because we've got a lot of good feedback, but. Um, yeah, that's kind of the basis of the show is, is the hack and the other's hindsights. And so highly successful people have been coming on and sharing with us their stories. Uh, I always get to ask them about, you know, if they could go back and give themselves advice, what, what advice would they give? So um, what hindsight would they, they give us, right? And then, and then we're using that to kind of build from there and, and be like, okay, so if, if, if this ed- entrepreneur, you know, had this advice and so did this one, right? Like, Five people just told us the same thing. And that's <laughs> part of it is just go do it, right? Yeah, just yeah. disappear. Like part, just jump in and make it happen. And what's the worst going to happen, right? Like right. go back to that job or whatever. So Right. And once you do it, I kind of I kind of kind of switch that a little bit. I say don't just I, I say don't just do it. I say observe a little bit, then do it and keep on doing it until and never don't stop. I think people people give up too quickly. Cause they yeah. see their feedback is not as I think they think that everything's going to be just perfect once, once they get out there and it's never the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one thing about entrepreneurship, right? Like most of the people that are successful, it's not that they had anything better yeah. or uh, more valuable than a lot of other entrepreneurs. It's just that they kept going at it longer, right? right? Like they, they got knocked down and they kept getting up more. Right. So, uh, it, that's, all of us that, it, you know, we just got to keep keep pu- pushing, keep plugging away. And, um, you know, and even when you make it, you, you still have to keep pushing, keep plugging away or you'll, you'll you know, die basically, right? Right. You're not growing, you're dying. So. All right. So let's get right into it. I know there was a lot, a lot of mindset stuff there. I'm sorry, people. But, you know, sometimes it just, just sometimes it just flows that way, right? Because it's so important. I think people don't understand that sometimes, but. I think if you if you continue in this process, you will get to understand that more and more once you keep on flowing with it. So let's talk about what we were discussing earlier when I said that I was just getting into the Dream One Dream One Hundred, <laughs> and you're like, eh, wait a minute, why the Dream Twenty Two instead? Tell us. Yeah. Um, all right. So a, my uh, a year ago in in Julyish um, of 2019. We, I, I took the one funnel away challenge from Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels, um, and they t- taught the Dream 100 in that. And so um, I'm like, okay, I don't really know 100 people in the online space that I can go meet, right? But then if you truly do it Russell's way, you're building, you're writing a hun- list of 100 people in that for your favorite Facebook that you want to get in front of their audiences or do business with, right? right? 100 people that do Instagram that you want to get in front of their audiences or do business with. 
hundred people that do podcasts, right? And so Russell, at the end of the day, he's he's got a dream of eight hundred. But but then after I finished this the one funnel way, and I was trying to figure it out, I was like, I I just I'm not going to do this because I it's too hard. I don't know a hundred people that in this space that of people I want to serve and be and work with. Mm-hmm. And then I I ended up talking with some other very successful entrepreneurs, you know that. Uh, you know, two comic club winners and, and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, I've never done the dream 100 because, <laughs> because it's just so time consuming. Like mm. it's so, you've got this mix of people with small audiences that don't think they know a hundred people okay. and people with big audiences that just feel like it's a t- such a time consuming thing that they don't want to just sit in front of a piece of paper and never execute. Right. So, right. so there's this gap of Russell teaching this dream 100 concept and then the execution of it. So, um, so as we talk to uh, several entrepreneurs through our, our podcast, as as we've talked to people coming out of the one funnel way, um, we truly found that everybody was had this big gap in executing because the concept of Dream One Hundred is a great concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other piece that I didn't mention is us brand new people were like, "Hey, Russell Brunson, you're on my Dream One Hundred." come, I want to get to know your audience. I want to get to know you. I want you to work with me. And he's like, who are you? Right? Like he would never be gone. So, so I'm going to get frustrated that I'm trying to reach Tony Robbins or Russell Brunson or Gary Vandercheck or whoever's big in your space and they don't know who you are. And so they're not giving you the time of day. So I'm going to get frustrated and quit. And so now with our, now my dream 22, we're going to, we have specific frameworks that we learned and built that has gotten us way more visibility mm-hmm. to specifically our podcast for people in our niche. We've, um, you know, I'm not sure, sure if your audience might be familiar with, but uh, Steve Larson is going to be on our show, right? The mm-hmm. founder of, of this brand and, and logo okay. uh, on July 6th. Uh, Josh Forty, huge in, in building audiences. He was on our show. Catherine Jones, she's coming on our show for a second time wow. tomorrow, wow. right? Um, it, or at least we're interviewing her. The show is not live at that point, but all these big names and it all started because of us doing specific things to get noticed uh, by them. And so, so we figured out a way to get noticed by people that frankly we shouldn't have gotten noticed by because we didn't have big giant audiences. We didn't have uh, a big following that they wanted to utilize. Right. And so, uh, so we we'll t- we teach our frameworks on how to get noticed and increase that visibility, uh, and then how to b- get that traffic piece. Because and why why JV partnerships? Because let's just say I have a hundred people on my list, and you know what my offer is, right? Like this, it's the now my dream twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just say Brian's offer is building authority with cor- course creators, and and at the end of the day, we look at each other's offer and we're like, you know what? We could probably help each other. And maybe your list is 100 people as well, Brian. And so now if we join forces, guess what? Guess we both now have a list of 200 people. Okay. And so you share your offer with my people. I share my offer with your people, mm. right? And yeah. so now we're doing things to get noticed by more higher ups in, in our industry or our niche. And we're putting our traffic now double the size because we have joined forces. Um, and so we, we have a, a joint venture Rolodex uh, that we're continuously building and adding to. We, through our program, we deep dive everyone's business. So if, if you joined our program, Brian, we would sit on a two hour phone call and we would deep dive your offer. Uh, 
we would go through and figure out and know every last detail of, of what your offer is and how it would work for someone else. And so if you and I partnered together, then I would know like, hey, Brian's offer is a thousand bucks, but it, his cost is $500. So for, for any JV partner, he can only really offer 25% or whatever the numbers might be, right? right. Um, so part of our program is we'll, we nitpick everyone's offer for, for the details. Um, and, then, and then we put it in our Rolodex. And as we get other people, and so Brian, you come in and we know your offer and we're like, hey, we already have three different people that would be perfect for your offer. Let's start with one. So by the end of our program, you'll have at least one person that is uh, perfect for you guys to both share audiences with. Awesome. That is, that's, that's incredible. So, so there's a lot of different questions I have out, out, of, out of that. So I like, I like how you say you deep dive. That was my question. Like, cause you're, you're going to get in my experience of, of JD partnership and just people I, I, I've talked to going to have these people who maybe do well with, do well with this stuff and maybe do, don't do well, depending on, you know, the engagement of the audience. So as far as your experience, do you, do you, do you go in there? What do you do as far as, as far as that is concerned? Do you, do you know these people, people well and what they do? Or is it, like I said, is it, do you run through their offer? Do you run through your email listings through their, through your office and that kind of thing? And to, just to make sure that you have a right fit for, for that person. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, we go through, it's like a two hour call, deep dive in on the oh. offer itself. Okay. And then we, we uh, basically have a 21-day program um, that each step-by-step and walking everyone through. So if you and I were to partner up, you and I are both doing things 50-50. It's right. not Brian doing it all. <laughs> You're offer in front of my people, right? It's both of us doing the same thing 50-50 to make sure that everything is mapped out. From like we have a Trello board that says, okay, three weeks before we're going to present the offer, this is the specific email that you're going to send out, right? Like we have the script, but then you add in whatever makes sense specific to um, specific to your um, offer, and then one week later, here's another offer, or here's an, another email, right? Or here's a, a messenger, and so we're putting specific things in place a specific timeline and even beyond that, right? So once, let's just say you, we partnered up, you came to my group uh, and you did a Facebook live and you did a, you know, a webinar regarding your stuff. Two weeks later, we're going to have you come back or, you know, whatever and say, Hey, these three people bought, here's their success. Jump in now while the offer is still good or whatever. Right. And so we have that framework where everyone would follow the system day by day, from um, you know, from three weeks to four weeks before the offer first is pre- presented, to fulfilling the offer and uh, coming back and kind of repitching, um, and but the key is so often that I've seen with partnerships is people join forces and then you've got one that's doing like ninety percent of the work, <laughs> right? Right, right. And, and then and it's more of it's kind of haphazard. It's like, hey, your offer is cool. Come to my Facebook and pitch it. Right. And, and I see that happening more than not, more than not. And then you give me like an affiliate commission, right? Like yeah. it's more than that. It's got to be a partnership and, it, and everybody's got to be on the same page and, and mutually beneficial. So, um, but then if you, one piece, if, if that's not on, on the screen is it's level up JV partnerships okay. and, the, and 
the, the term and the reason why I level up is because we want to find people with similar audiences. So if your audience uh, is a thousand people, then I'm going to find somebody in that same range that has a thousand people. They, you know, maybe it's 800, maybe it's 1500, right? Like it's kind of a range. But if you're brand new and you have a, a new offer that you're ready to put in front of people and you have an audience of 10, guess what? People you're going to partner with are going to probably have an audience of roughly 10. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that's how everybody is in it together. Um, and you're getting the newbies together and those that have been doing it for a little while longer together, right? So it doesn't matter if you've made millions of dollars or if you've made nothing, if you have an offer, the now my dream 22 could be for you. Gotcha. So let me ask you one, one, one this question here. What mistakes have you seen in this process? Because it, it can go really good. It can, it can go very well, actually. Be very profitable for, 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 two, for, for the two marketers and who are doing this mutually. But how can it, how can it go really bad? And how, how do you prevent that? Um, I mean, how can it go bad is one person not pulling their weight, right? Like that's when you've got a partnership, no matter what it is, right? Whether it's a marriage, whether it's a, a father, son, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if one person's not pulling their weight, it's going to put a strain on that, on that relationship. Um, and so, so how we kind of avoid that is we have a mastermind group that, so A, we've got our, our coaching uh, B, we've got the one-on-one -on -one coaching stuff that we do to make sure everyone's committed. Because at the end of the day, you may join me in the Now My Dream 22, but if your offer is not there and through our deep dive, if you're not committed to supporting and serving, right? If you're just coming in and saying, I want to make a million dollars, you're not like, hey, I'm going to help make, help someone else make a million dollars, right? Like there's a different mindset. Yeah. And so our whole thing is we are making sure that that the people that are coming in are those that are out to serve and money is the byproduct, right? Like you want to, you want people, you, you got to pay for the time. You got to pay for the services or the goods. But at the end of the day, if you're not out to serve others, then you're probably not a good fit. Um, and so, so that's, that's really like knowing exactly that, that answer that you're not a good fit for my program. If you're not out to serve and help people, if you're just in it for the money, right? Like right. you are not a good person to be in my my program and therefore because if i let you in and you're not in to serve then it, things are going to go disasterly right <laughs> and, uh, i think that's the number one thing uh but part of that right like we've got the one-on-one -on -one coaching there's roughly five hours through the first month of that wow. uh, we've got the the coach the actual like frameworks and training and workbook stuff uh but then we've got a weekly mastermind where we'll get groups of 10 to 15 people together in a group and are together on a call and there'll be some training. There'll be some uh, wins and opportunities discussed. There'll be a weekly person on a hot seat to deep dive and get feedback from everybody. Be like, Hey, here's my offer. Uh, this is the feedback I've got. Right. Like I, and, and really go into it. But, yeah. but again, the other piece to that is, and, and why it's a small group is because when we bring everybody in, let's just say you're a sales funnel builder expert. I'm not going to put two sales funnel builder, building experts in the same group because I want the other 10 to 15 people in that group to use your services, right? Or a Facebook ads expert, right? I don't want two Facebook ads experts. I don't want people to be split. I want the relationships to be built within this 10 to 15 small group of people 
And then all of them, all of each other are using each other for different services because your strength is not my strength. And right. so when I need to, uh, you know, find a who to help me execute on what I'm getting done, then I want to, I'm going to go to the person that I'm talking to every week and hearing about their wins and their struggles and their opportunities and getting to know, like, and trust them in that small, intimate setting and knowing their strengths, right? Like I'm going to use those. So be, beyond just uh, one partnership it is finding that, getting that relationship with those 10 to 15 people. And, and we do beyond our, our now my dream 22, we have uh, small mastermind groups that we run. Um, but that's, that's kind of the added piece of helping make sure these partnerships uh, thrive uh, through any situation. Awesome. So I'm going to have you like one last question I believe I want to ask is how has, how often do you put these things together with your JV partnerships as far as each month? Are you looking to, to partnership with, with different, different people right now in your dream 22 in your particular experience or are you just uh is it just something that's like every two or three months that you do the jv partnership how, how does that bounce out in your business so it, it depends on each each individual so if, if i have a 50 dollars offer you know a 50 dollars product it's going to be different um if i have a five thousand dollar coaching offer again right like it's going to be different on how you're part partnering and how often you're partnering um and so i think kind of the sweet spot of I think the sweet spot is really like a month max uh, once a month because there's a lot of different promoting pre partnership and post partnership in regards to what I mentioned before, like three weeks before the first time you're ever going to introduce your new partner, you want to put a a note out like, Hey, on this date, Brian is coming in and, and we're going to talk about X, right? Like you're not necessarily pitching the offer at that point, but you're going to, you want to get ahead of that. So mm-hmm. you don't, you don't want to say Brian's coming in on this date, but then the next week say, you know, John is coming in the next date, right? You want to get everybody focused in your audience on that True. one partner True. before that happens. And then afterwards, again, you know, if you came on July 1st to our group and pitched, you know, July 8th, maybe July 15th, we want to bring you back and talk about the wins of whoever got the program, right? We want to talk about, hey, Johnny came into Brian's program and got this result. You can too get this result, right? And so there's different pieces that if you do that too often, then you won't actually get a chance to uh, really nurture that one relationship to, to its fullest. So I would say, again, depending on the size of the offer, but most likely like one a month would be the max you'd want to do. Um, otherwise it's kind of just too much, but yeah, definitely for, for us within our program, every, like our goal is, or not our goal, but part of our program is we get one masterclass per week from a joint venture partner. And so, uh, like July, we, we will have one week of somebody that is teaching about mindset, one week of somebody teaching, um, about having your websites ADA compliant. Uh, people are getting sued lately from that. And so there's a big, big miss uh, from that. So we might have one guy come in and teach the nuts and bolts of Facebook ads. Um, And so every single week having somebody's, and that's kind of our way to partner uh, with that, but it's not really a true partnership other than we're having that person come in and, and, you know, 
become, you know, show that they're the authority in that specific subject. Um, but, but yeah, like a, a way we do partners is once a month, we do a podcast in our, we call it. And, <laughs> and so somebody will come in, basically inter be interviewed on our show, do a webinar that we put on YouTube, podcastinar.com, and, and they get 90 minutes, you know, or up to 90 minutes kind of of, of their, you know, pitching whatever they're pitching, doing whatever training they're doing. Uh, and then we break it up into podcast episodes and on YouTube and all kinds of stuff. Like that's kind of one way that we partner with people. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely as soon as, as soon as we finalize our webinar for the now my dream 22 and start getting that clicking, uh, then we'll look to partner with people, uh, to, to sell that as well. But that's not where we're at at this point. Um, so yeah, I, I tell you what, you seem like you got you you and is it your partner Ron, right? I know we didn't talk about him enough today, yeah. but <laughs> but you seem like you've got this JV thing clicking. I mean, I've never heard it like this before. I mean, kind of see it out there, but you the way you're explaining it is just like masterful, dude. It really oh, is. Thank you. It really, thank really you. is. So, it's, it's a lot of fun, and yeah. I guess one last answer: why sure. we did this? Yeah, you know, like we I told you about the gap with the Dream 100, but we feel like so many entrepreneurs are working for themselves. Yeah. We, we don't want you to work by yourself. No. Right. Like yeah. there's so many of us on the online world that are working by themselves. And so, I mean, that's part of why Ron and I are partnered together because we truly believe we can get more things done better together. Mm -hmm. And so if, and then the same thing with the JV partnerships, right? Like if, instead of you going through and having your offer just by yourself and, and trying to put it in front of people and then banging your head at the wall because it didn't get sold or whatever. Right. So now you have other people that aren't really, we're not committed or bought in to your, uh, we're bought in if you're going to succeed, but we're not biased to whatever you're, you're uh, pitching. Right. Like all of us are biased on our own product. Right. And so to have someone else kind of nitpick it with the sole intent of it selling more, Right. And so, mm -hmm. um, and the, that's why I love the mastermind groups. I, I, uh, I, I love Facebook groups in general because there's a collaboration just naturally in that stuff. Um, but you can get more done by having different people around you in partnerships than you can alone. Um, and that's kind of where it led us to finding the structure and the details from start to finish for, for this JV partnerships. Awesome. That is, that's perfect. You said so many th great things there that I truly believe in. So if you're watching this, please just, if anything, those last five minutes are perfect. So, so, <laughs> so yes, please tell with that, that I'm going to wrap it up here, but please tell us where you want people to, to go to find you or to find your new program that you're starting up here. Yeah, definitely. Um, now my dream 22.com. I mean, that's, that's our new program. Um, but you can find me on Facebook. You can find me at coreycarter.com. And, and if you want to find me, like literally if you have questions about the Now My Dream 22, message me, right? Like get me on Facebook and message me. And then I'll jump on a call with you and talk. I've literally tomorrow morning, there's uh, one person that she, we have never talked before, but she stumbled upon the Now My Dream 22 and <laughs> she's super interested, but she wants to hear me talk, right? Like she wants to hear how would I train? And how would Ron train? And so Ron and I are jumping on a, a call, a consult call. And I was like, look, we'll jump into your something about you. What do you want, want from us? So we're, we're giving her 30 minutes 
literally coaching. I was like, you know, the offer, I don't need to go in an offer tomorrow. I'm not going to pitch you, right? but I'll teach you or I'll help you with whatever you want help with. Right. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, so now my dream 22, but find me on Facebook. If, if uh, you have questions or want to connect or want to have a conversation, uh, I would love to chat. Awesome. All right. That is it. That is a wrap for this one. I appreciate you, man. This is incredible. Just incredible insight. Never heard JV partnership clearly explain like that in full detail. It is an important, important um, place you can put into your, into yourselves. Like you said, just banging against the wall sometimes trying to, trying to sell stuff when you have people who can, you know, you can join with and partner with just great stuff, man. So that is it. That is the end of this episode of the authority project where we try to, show you the project, how to put authority onto your name so you can say what you're great at. Thank you, Corey, for this one. And we will see you on the next episode. Brian, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. You're welcome. Here we go.